0: In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This is quite a story we hear this morning. Jesus is teaching in a synagogue on the Sabbath, and a woman appears who has a spirit that has crippled her for 18 years. She is bent over and quite unable to stand up straight. One commentator ponders her condition, writing, over the years, she has become accustomed, if not resigned, to her long and serious illness. For 18 years, this unnamed woman must strain to see the sun, the sky, and the stars. For 18 years, her world has been one of turning from side to side to see what those who stand upright can see with just a glance. She is used to this and no one questions her fate. Instead, the leader of the synagogue gets offended that Jesus would heal on the Sabbath. Now before we all start to pounce on this seemingly hard-hearted synagogue leader, We need to remember that the Sabbath and the observing of the Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments. It's a big one. Sabbath is a day of rest built into the very fabric of creation. After all, God worked for six days in creating the world and then rested on the seventh day. And therefore, so should God's children. You know, observing the Sabbath is a commandment to which we Christians in America don't really pay attention to very well. And maybe we're for the, off for the worse of it. Because without a time of rest in God, we can, we can easily lose our sense of what our true self is and who we were created to be. However, there's another explanation in the Torah Of why God commands the observance of a Sabbath. It's based not on the seventh day of creation, but instead on the release of the Jewish people from bondage in Egypt. In the book of Deuteronomy, we read: Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. You your son or your daughter or your male or female slave or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the resident alien in your towns so that your male and female slave may rest as well as you. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. This second explanation of the Sabbath is all about release from bondage. When the Jews and slaves were resident aliens in Egypt, they had no day of rest. Most slaves throughout history have not had any day of rest. The Sabbath day is given as a commandment and a promise of rest for all, rich or poor, slave or free, human or animal, everyone needs rest. So God makes a commandment to safeguard this. In fact, we read in Leviticus about a Jubilee year, a Sabbath's Sabbath, seven times seven years, a year in which all slaves are freed, all debts are forgiven. Both the Sabbath and the Jubilee year are all about freedom and release. And so, in today's gospel, Jesus asks the synagogue leader, Ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? The day of freedom and release? But you see, the leader of the synagogue had forgotten the reason for the Sabbath law, the spirit behind the law, God's purpose for the law. He believes that the law should be observed simply because it is the written law, period. In his writings, St. Paul has attempted to explain this human aspect of following God's laws. In his letter to the Romans, Paul writes... I don't do the good I want to do. Instead, I do the evil that I don't want to do. And in another place, Paul writes, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, but it's a gift from God, not the result of any works, so that no one may boast. And yet, do we not often rest secure in the idea that we are good people because we don't break the law? And are we not at times use this to justify our lack of compassion for someone because, after all, they broke the law? But does that make them any less beloved and valued by God than you or I? Jesus breaks the law a bunch of times. In Mark's gospel, Jesus and his disciples are walking through a grain field and picking and eating grain on the Sabbath. And some Pharisees ask Jesus, why are your disciples breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? And Jesus says to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Because for Jesus, the law is there to serve the needs of the people. And when it's not fulfilling that purpose, Jesus has no problem in breaking the written law for the sake of the purpose of the law, which is to meet our needs and to bring us closer to God. If you remember in his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says six times in a row, the law says, but I tell you. Franciscan priest Richard Rohr, who I'm sure many of you are familiar with, writes, Paul himself had been a man of the law, and he saw that it led him to breathing threats to slaughter the Lord's disciples. As he tells us in Philippians, Paul was a perfect law-abiding Pharisee. As far as the law can make you perfect, I was faultless, Paul says. And he seems to wonder how could such perfect religious observance still create hateful and violent men like me? That was Paul's utterly honest and humble question. Perhaps it's a question for us in our own day as well. 20th century Trappist monk and mystic Thomas Merton, whom you probably have heard of as well, explained why clinging to the letter of the law is more popular in our society than actually living by grace. He wrote, so many Christians exalt the demands and rigors of law because in reality, law is less demanding than pure charity. Law is less demanding than pure charity. As you recall, near the beginning of Luke's gospel, as Jesus is starting his ministry, he goes to his hometown of Nazareth and goes to his synagogue on a Sabbath. He stands up to read, is given the scroll of Isaiah, and finds the place where it is written, "'The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor.'" He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. In his very hometown synagogue on the Sabbath, Jesus chooses to read a message about freedom and release, which according to Deuteronomy is the very meaning of the Sabbath. Do you remember how well that went over? they tried to throw him off a cliff. The spirit of the Lord was upon Jesus, but the law was less demanding. My friends, Jesus' Sabbath message of freedom and release is a message meant for you and for me. For we too, like the woman in our gospel, can get so easily bent over by cares and worries and sickness and old age, and anger, and depression, and whatever else this world can put upon us. We, too, can become accustomed, if not resigned, to our less-than-healthy, less-than-whole condition. We, too, can find ourselves focused in a downward direction, never looking up to see the sun, the sky, and the stars. And like the leader of the synagogue, we too can get stuck in the way we see the world, clinging to old certainties, rules, habits, and mindsets, the letter of the law, and judging all those who, like Jesus, would upset these familiar certainties, which have for so long formed our self-identity. Sisters and brothers, Merton was right. We can all too easily exalt the demands and rigors of law because law is less demanding than pure charity, less demanding than the gospel. For you see, in the end, the leader of the synagogue also is bent over, not in body, but in spirit bound and captive to a law that's devoid of its original intention, to free people from whatever it is that keeps them from the abundant life which Christ came to bring. But God did not intend us to be bent down in body or in spirit. And so strongly does Jesus want Sabbath release and freedom for this woman and for each of us, And Jesus didn't even wait for the woman to ask to be healed. Perhaps she cannot ask. So resigned has she become to being broken and bound. Jesus takes the initiative and says to the woman and to us, you are set free. And if we have the courage to be open to God's healing, transforming love, we too will be able to stand up straight, freed from whatever has bent us over and has kept us captive for so very long. Thanks be to God.